welcome to the end of the year with spare time. Can you freaking believe it? Honestly, yes and no. This year has felt really long and short. I feel like that's just maybe the way we live now. Which I think it might be. Maybe, is it normal or is it pandemic or is it combo? I don't think we'll ever know, but it's like the beginning of the year feels long. You know, famously mm-hmm. January feels like Eternal. 17 months. Yeah. And then towards the end of the year, you're like, how did that happen? Yeah. It's like, oh, has it been a decade? Has it been a minute? We don't know. I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just don't know. This is Spare Time, the podcast. Yes. Coming to you live in person for an end of year recap moment i mean dare i say bonanza bonanza for sure we're uh going away from our regular format and we're just giving you best of along with many 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 opinions which i mean i think is what you're all here for i hope i hope because if you're not here for our opinions then Unfortunately, I don't think this is the place for you. This is a strongly opinion-based podcast. (laughs) It's almost completely opinion-based. And that's great. That's my friend Marie over there. And that's my friend Elisa. And we are the Spare Time Girls. We're celebrating one year of spare time today. Oh my God, congrats to us. Happy anniversary. Many years of this podcast. Many years. This is year... Four? Four. Of this podcast whoa <laughs> crazy thank you for still being here yeah Our, listener. who's out there i don't who know are you reveal yourself reveal yourself slide into the dms of our um completely defunct instagram page we're oh coming to you with some reels soon real soon real soon you catch our drift <laughs> we need to make a vision board for 2023 spare time a hundred percent i think we always say that something that's gonna be in this year is mood boards oh mood boards have been in but i i'm happy They're to definitely back like, formalize in. it um, since this is a best of the year type of episode, uh, a little look back, if you had to describe your year in, you know, a word or two, what would you say? Whoa. Um, I would say it's hard. I think that I don't know exactly what word I would say. I think I would say like small. Mm-hmm. I feel like I really intentionally shrank my life a little bit this year Mm -hmm. which is weird after a couple of years where it was like totally mandatory yeah um and it felt really good to like choose that for a little while as opposed to being like having you know being confined to your house like foisted upon you by Mm -hmm. a deadly plague which obviously she's still out there but I think it felt really good to do like a there was a lot of like quiet time that's this really year, nice which is good I like that yeah I think my word is very similar to yours I I'm gonna say intentional like mm. I think I similarly tried to be really intentional with like how I'm living my life and mm. like what habits I'm building like what who I'm spending time with etc mm-hmm. and I feel really good at the end of the year like I'm like I feel like I really invested a lot of my energy towards things that I've been wanting to invest energy towards, whether that was like movement or like financial wellness or whatever. And like, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I feel a lot better at the end of the year than I was yeah. at the beginning of the year. And that's nice. It's nice. I was, I was writing in my journal, uh, 
whatever a bunch over the past few days because it's actually January 2nd which feels like January 1st because it's Monday it's uh New Year's Day observed love so we're not working um and I really feel like most years at this time like I'm a big resolutions girl I'm a big like sort of like hot like big aspirations for Mm -hmm. like changing myself and working on myself in the new year blah 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 and I really feel like for the first time in a while that I'm like okay like new year old me is like just fine like I feel happy and I feel like the way that I'm approaching like there are lots of things that I want to shift and change about myself like you know, home improvement, home home improvements, life edition, but it's like coming <laughs> from a place of like real satisfaction and like happiness and comfort, which is nice as opposed to like being from a place of like, I think often our culture and also me like come, it comes from a place of like dissatisfaction mm. or like self-flagellation type stuff. So it feels good to be approaching from a place of like baseline joy. I'm so happy for you. It's nice. That's really nice. I feel the same way, honestly. So. Wow. Is this. I love that for growing? us. Growing. <laughs> I think we are officially growing. We're up. growing. <laughs> um, There's a Fletcher interlude song on her album that I really like. And it's it's like short. It's like a minute and a half long. It's called I Think I'm Growing? Question mark. And it is oh. like moving. <laughs> to Soundtrack me. to this moment. Yeah, exactly. Wow, I'm happy for us. Yeah. Um, before we really talk about our feelings more, yes, should we just do a recap of the best of many different categories from the year 2022? Yeah, I think we should. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> we're just thinking of this now. We're what just a great idea, Lisa. Thank you, um, Marie. What was the best movie that you watched? In 2022. So I didn't watch a lot of movies in 2022. You're not a big movie girl. No. I did go through a movie girl phase during the uh, brilliant, like, blazing hot and fast, burning out just the same era of MoviePass. I went to a lot of movies. It's Um, coming back though, right? Yeah, I'm on the wait list. We'll see what happens. Oh my God. Um, But I think the best movie that I watched, the one that, like, jumped to mind immediately is Do Revenge. It was really fun. The outfit's seared into my memory the soundtrack like just really good like nostalgia Mm -hmm. for the like early 2000s but modern yeah really good um and I gave a runner-up to which is a movie that I had never seen before that's old um which is A League of Their Own so good I watched A League of Their Own with you yes you did and I was asleep (laughs) because we watched it in the middle of like how many movies did you watch nine nine in a weekend marathon um and i think the movie was great it was me you know yeah that's just i wasn't in the right place during that time it was um i would say we so we did that movie marathon in january and i think i was like i'm good for the year (laughs) i don't need any more movies (laughs) yeah it's a tradition we do annually it's the best i really look forward to it's so fun it's grueling. There's no other yeah, word for it's, it. Yeah, it's, it's an endurance sport. Absolutely. Um, I love that for you. Do Revenge was great. It's on Netflix if you for yes. some reason haven't heard of it. Yeah, if you're confused. What was your best movie? Mine was actually one that I saw very recently, and it was Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh, I need to see it. You've watched the first one, correct? Of course. Yes. Um, the first one's amazing, obviously. The second one, I don't know, it really, really, really moved me. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I just thought it was really good and I feel like they expanded on the messages of the first movie but really made it broader and it really you know it I think it I don't know I I feel like it really just spoke for a lot of people and communities that aren't often represented in like mass media and it was really gorgeous and obviously um there's a huge grief component to it as well but I think it was really really beautifully handled and if you are grieving or I don't know I just thought it was like really a stunner do you think it's still in theaters I think so I would like to go to the movies and see it I would love for you to do that I haven't been to the movies other than the Brandy Carlisle concert that we went to. Oh my God, that was so weird. Before the pandemic. Yeah, it was so weird. It was fun. I've been to the movies a couple of times because we have this little movie theater here. Um, it's so nice because there's never more than like six people the in Angelica there. The Angelica one? Yeah. So nice. At Union Market. Um, I saw House of Gucci in theaters this year and that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> so highs and lows. Um, Maria, I have to ask you, what is your favorite movie of all time? All time? All time, movie pass girl. Um... I have an an unhinged immediate answer, and Uh that is The Silence of the Lambs. Okay, I asked you this. Yep, it's It's coming back. A perfect movie to me. I love it. I I also love. Oh my god, it's fucked up. Mm -hmm. It's like spooky. It's psychological thriller. Okay, maybe I'll watch it. But it's during um, the daytime. Young Jodie Foster. Mm -hmm. uh, Peak, just like perform. She's the her performances. No, no, it's amazing. Excellent. It's really good. I would watch it with you anytime. Okay, let's do it. Yay. Great. Okay. What was your favorite television show of 2022? This feels a little bit off brand for me. Do you know what this is? I have no fucking idea what this is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's a show about sports, kind of. Mm. It's called Welcome to Wrexham. And it is on Hulu. It features Ryan Reynolds and Rob McKelney. I don't think I'm saying that right. McKelney. McKelney. You're doing your best. He's in Always Sunny. Um, Mm -hmm. It's real. So it's not, um, they're not playing characters. They are being themselves. But basically the premise is that they bought this sports club, this like soccer football club in Mm -hmm. Wrexham. Cute. And the thing about them, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this as if I am an idiot because I, I don't know how to really say this correctly but essentially there's like different levels within football Uh in the uk Uh uh-huh or whatever probably more broadly i don't even know you're doing Um, great and (laughs) there's like the premier league which is like the most the top tier i think and the really famous one Mm -hmm. and then there's like a bunch of leagues under it essentially and so like this team basically fell out of like the professional leagues Uh uh-huh and so they're trying to get back in there, cool. essentially. And the reason that this club is very special is that the town of Wrexham and just like the people of Wrexham are like so ride or die for their club. Love. And so it's like, it's just, it's essentially a show about community, but it, it's, you know, through the lens of like football and this mm-hmm. club. It is phenomenal wow it is if you like ted lasso i was gonna say everything that you're saying i only know even everything i know about what you're saying i know from ted lasso yeah and like this is basically ted lasso in real life and it is perhaps more endearing and heartwarming than ted lasso wow um, if you could imagine it i can't it's so beyond and it's like all these people that live in the town like 
have been volunteering for the club and then you like meet all the fans. It's just, it's everything. I would really actually incredibly highly recommend it. It was, it's fantastic. Wow. Okay. I, I was just thinking that I feel really, I feel the Ted Lasso void oh, in my life. Welcome to Wrexham. When is go. it coming back, Ted Lasso? I don't know. I haven't finished the second season. <gasps> I don't know what I'm waiting for. What but are I'm you just waiting like, for? I don't know. I guess because I know it. There will be a void. Yeah, that's true. Avoiding the void. Avoid the void. Um, watch it. Let me know what you think. And if you are listening and you're like, "Ooh, I'm not super into sports and or soccer slash football." Neither am I, as you can tell <laughs> by that description. So that's not a prerequisite. Okay. It's a great wreck. My my um, runner up is that show about the Oxycontin. What's it called? Oh, um, Empire of Pain. Empire of Pain. <sighs> is that's that what? It, no, that's what the that's book the is book. called. What's it called? Drug something. What is it? Oh, called? my God. Uh... I'm not even done with it. It's so good. It's it's drama, big time drama. It's so extremely good and hard to watch. Yeah. Painkiller? No. <laughs> Empire of Pain. Dope sick. Dope sick. There we go. That show's excellent as well. Um Yeah. What's yours? Well, now that I'm thinking about it, oh? I think that I watched Ted Lasso this year, which I know I'm you definitely late did. to. So I think that that is certainly in the top two. I love Ted Lasso. It was so good. What do you love about it? Um, I find the characters to be so like multidimensional and charming and lovable. Yeah, they're well fleshed the out. The accents beyond important. Um, and I do love like a sports story. Like I love a, you know, a league of her own. Yeah, I just love it. So, it has everything. I'm going to say something perhaps controversial. Mm. I really like Jason Sudeikis. I like him too. So he's, I think he's adorable. He's hot. I don't think he's hot in Ted Lasso, but <laughs> I don't think he's supposed to be. <laughs> I don't think that's the point. Um, Anyways, back but, to your yeah, real show. So my real show that I wrote down is Severance, which I talked about on the podcast previously. Mm-hmm. It is an HBO show, um, kind of like a dark comedy slash sci-fi dystopia vibe. But it's also like an office drama. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. And like when I so that that description was given to me before I watched it and I was like, pass. Um, but I was mistaken. And it's just like I think that it has the best um, like mount to a climax. Like the season is just like building the, like the tension is building and building and building and building. And it like really comes to a head in the finale and like the cliffhanger. This is what I've heard. It's the, I mean, the last episode is I was, so I started on my couch as one does. And like, basically I ended up like, I was just like getting closer and closer to the screen. And like by the end of the episode, I was like standing up in my living room, like four feet away from the television, like screaming. If a show makes you do that, that's notable. It's just like, I was like, I can't remember feeling this level of suspense like ever. It was thrilling. So <laughs> interesting because I started it like after you recommended it on the pod. And then I feel like I was kind of like, ugh, like, I don't know. This it's isn't, a little like, really weird. gripping me. Yeah, I think it took like three episodes. But I have for to me. go back. It sounds yeah, like. I think you should go back. I will. It's coming back in March. Apparently. OK, so that's actually good timing. Yeah. I will go back. I will finish it. I mean, the concept is interesting. It's just like it's um, it's very like 
atmospheric and kind of like slow mm-hmm. on purpose. Yeah. That's like totally. part of it. Totally. And so I was kind of, maybe I just like wasn't in the mood for that. Yeah. I kind of want to watch it again, to be honest. Oh, so let's watch it. Because there's notes. definitely a lot of like hidden, like there's a lot of yeah. Easter eggs. Once you like know more, you're to. like, oh, yeah. I mean, I love a smart show. I just feel like I don't always have the like attention span for it these days. Totally. I get that. And I'm like, I don't know. Now I like want to be like reading. Of course. Yeah. You're like when I'm doing something that's artistically challenging, I want it to be a book. Yes, I agree. I get it. Speaking of books. Speaking of. That's our next category. Mm-hmm. What was your best book of the year? I'm going to give you my runner up first, which okay. is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. If you are on the Internet, I bet you've heard of this. For sure. But. I loved it. I, I loved thought it, it was too. really good. And I, I actually just, I wanted to note it because I think it's really worth the hype. And if mm-hmm. you're a person that's like, oh, everybody's talking about this. I'm not going to do it. I think in this case, you should you probably should do it. just do it. Yeah. I especially thought it was nice, like, as a person who does not engage with, like, video game culture at all. Totally. I found it interesting. And, and that's something that, like, put me off of it at yeah. first. Because I was like, I don't give a fuck about video games. But it was really cool to read about. It made me really like appreciate the craft of video game mm-hmm. making and I guess playing so mm-hmm. much more. I loved it. Um, but my favorite book of the year was We All Want Impossible Things by Catherine Newman. And I can't stress how gorgeous I thought this book was. It's 200 and pa- pages maybe. It's so short. short. And the premise is maybe a little daunting for some, but it's essentially about two women who have been friends for like 40 years and one of them is dying of ovarian cancer. They're like in their Mm fifties. So, and they're, um, she's in hospice and her friend is taking care of her. And it's basically about the like final weeks of her life and their time together. So obviously like at face value, you're probably like, why would I read that book? It sounds hard. Not me. That's my favorite. I know you love a devastating book. Um, the writing was so, it just really stood out to me, like the, the tone and just the way that the author was able to like frame this experience and their relationship and just like all of it through this lens of like humor and it just felt very much like real life. And it's Mm. like, I laughed so much reading this book Mm. but then I got a migraine from crying so hard as well (laughs) so it just like really contained multitudes we love um I loved it I couldn't recommend it more highly and and yeah I mean obviously like the subject matter is hard and if that's like personally triggering for you stay away but it's a really great book um I would like to read it today I'm gonna give it to you you probably could read it today great can't wait um my favorite book is one that I talked about on the podcast already. It's called Lost and Found by Katherine Scholes. I think this is a kind of a wild card for me because I don't read a lot of nonfiction. Mm-hmm. I I like when I do read nonfiction, it's almost always memoir. Um, I just think that this book is gorgeous. I think that the like conceit of the book, so it's divided into three parts: lost, found, and and. And it's, I love that, which I think is. When I heard that at first, I was like stupid, but it's actually perfect, I think. And she's it's about loss and love. And I just thought it was really well done. It's like the perfect about the perfect amount of like research and like academic vibes 
interspersed with like really beautiful emotional writing and um the author is a new yorker writer so she's a genius very talented Um, but so this is definitely the book that i've like recommended most this year but i have i've read a lot of five star books this year i think i read more i liked more books this year than i did last year a lot that's really great one of my like goals for next year is to read more books that i will rate five stars fun you know what i mean like Uh i'm kind of like i feel like i sometimes read books that i'm like i want to read this but why like i know it's Mm -hmm. not like i'm not gonna like it yeah yeah um lost and found was great but i want to hear more about your five stars um so i think that as far as like the best book that i read or like the one that had the most staying power for fiction um i loved the book cantoras which i think i talked about by carolina de robertis which is about um it's i'm gonna need to pause because i don't remember what country this is in um is it c-a-n yeah c-a-n um okay so it's about this group of lesbians who become friends uh, basically because they live in Uruguay under the dictatorship and it's illegal to be gay and they like buy this beach shack together to like escape their lives and it's just like so good and I was it's real I, I found it really interesting because I didn't know anything about that mm-hmm. period of time and I haven't read much fiction about Uruguay so loved that for fiction that's my my wreck there are so many good ones that I loved there are some books that I read at the beginning of the year that I forgot about that mm-hmm. I loved so much like brown girls which I talked about I think on the pod yes. as well um and I think my favorite poems of the year unsurprisingly Ada Lomone's uh new collection the hurting kind she doesn't miss she's perfect I think she's the poet laureate right now she's crushing it um I think this is maybe her best book ever um it's I, I think it's like totally accessible and like really beautiful What's poetry it the hurting kind it's so good making a note super gorgeous she's perfect to me i think she's she's my favorite right living poet oh that's really fun i'm so happy she's getting her flowers like she really deserves it she's awesome um okay. i have seen her stuff yeah she's the her book um bright dead things is also perfect it was my it was my favorite of hers up to this point um okay now on to our next favorite media i was like why does that sound so familiar because you gave it to me i gave it to you i'm gonna read it today um music albums this was a huge concert year for me yes it was i think it was my my biggest ever well, it feels like you expanded your concert horizons because of I Hannah. did. I did. It was fun. And I think one of one of our resolutions, we did some like more X less Y vision boarding mm-hmm. yesterday. And one of them was less concerts. Oh, I went to too many. <laughs> Financially did it make it untenable. like less fun? I think it made it a little less special. And mm-hmm. I really want it to. F- I want concerts always. I mean, I don't think it like diminishes the magic of live music yeah. at all, but I think that it makes it feel like less of a special occasion. And like, I want to feel excited about. You don't ever want it to feel like a grind. Right. And it's also like an expensive thing to do. So totally. I don't want to be like taking for granted that I'm spending $60 plus, plus, plus on an evening mm-hmm. out. But concerts, high value. Beyond. Because we love our tunes. We love our tunes. What was your favorite concert? 
not a category here, but my favorite concert is the same as my favorite. Okay, album. then let's just get it right into it. My favorite album and concert were Muna, and the album is called Muna. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I just think that they are a band that is like really hitting their stride and I've been following them for a handful of years and I feel so like excited about this like I think this album is like exactly what you know sometimes you're like oh like I love this band but I wish that they would do like more of this and less of that yes I know that. and then the album comes out and you're like oh my god they did it mm-hmm. like it it's just so good they were so fun to see live we saw them I think you saw them no you weren't there the second time we saw mm-hmm. them but we saw I saw them three times this year and you saw I them actually twice. did as well oh, three, because I you saw went to them Phoebe. yeah so big Muna fans in yeah. this household um I just think that they're like hot and fun and like really good at music but also like they use their platform for a lot of great advocacy which we love so they're great and then my I have some runner-up albums um I like everyone else on earth fucking love the Bad Bunny album (laughs) it's so good it's so fun and it like made me return to a lot of the like reggaeton music of my childhood Mm -hmm. basically (laughs) like I was really and like the Rosalia album is also amazing um but the other one that I put on here as a runner-up is Renaissance by Beyonce of course so good it's really so good. And anytime that I hear any song from Renaissance, I'm excited to hear it. A hundred percent. And that's a good thing. And I think it's a similar thing to Muna for me, which is like, I don't find myself like I don't gravitate at this time in my life to like party music. Like I'm really mm-hmm. like a sad girl bangers, like ballad person forever but the Muna album and the Beyonce album both like make me want to dance, which is fun. They make me want to dance. Um, what, what I didn't you? hear you say is oh. Midnight's by Taylor Swift. Where does it land? For it's you? really funny because I was thinking about like, I can't believe it didn't even occur to me because I feel like she's in a different category. Like it just doesn't count. You're like, it's not, it's not fair. Music. I do love Midnight's, but I don't think that it gave me the same, like, I love it in the way that I love every Taylor Swift album for the most part, which is like, at first I was like, ugh, and then I was like, inject it into my veins. Yeah. With the, ex- like, huge exception of Folklore and Evermore. I think those albums were perfect to me on first listen. No sorcery required. Mm-hmm. But this one came to me with sorcery. Yeah. Are you still listening to it now? Oh, for sure. A <laughs> lot. <laughs> um, Bejeweled is somehow always stuck in my head, no matter what nice. I do. It's so catchy. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> um, okay. So, Muna by Muna was also definitely a contender for my best album of the year um i really love them but in the interest of variety i'm bringing you two additional albums Mm -hmm. um i think what i settled on as my best of the year is subject to change by kelsey ballerini i am a country music girl thrown through i grew up you have reggaeton roots i have country roots like i just virginia i love country music i think it's so like honest in many Mm -hmm. ways and like the production is fairly minimal and that speaks to me I'm like a lyric girl um I've really loved Kelsey Ballerini since day one and this album is her best it is she's shedded some of the like cheesy 
pageant girl mm. like vibes and it's a divorce album so we do love those you know like I'm sorry for her but i'm sorry for you but your <laughs> album is excellent um my favorite song is love is a cowboy probably mm. but truly like i i really enjoy all of them and it's one of those albums that you can listen to top to bottom so i would really highly recommend it um I love it. And I think she's actually an amazing performer. So if you ever. She was so fun opening for the Jonas Brothers. She was so fun. She just like has the it factor. Mm-hmm. And so if you have the chance to see her do it. I love her on the Fletcher song. So fun. That song is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my runner up album is Humble Quest by Maren Morris. I'm also a Maren Morris girl. Mm-hmm. One, another country girl. I'm I like country music. That's yeah, I do too. To Humble, Qu- Humble Quest is in my top five albums for Humble sure. Humble Quest is phenomenal. I think all of her albums are really good. Like I actually think Maren Morris doesn't super miss, mm. which is great for her. Yeah. Happy for her. Humble Quest is a little deeper. It's a little more thoughtful i think than some i mean all of her work is thoughtful but it's like it's not the the metaphor of like the mercedes it's Uh like a larger poetic metaphor it's definitely my favorite of her albums i love it what's your favorite song on it (sighs) background music oh it's too gorgeous it's so good i love humble quest but i also really love circles around this town like that song was bump like on repeat in my home when the album first came out, Cheryl Crow posted something being like, I fucking wish I wrote this song. And I was like, For what sure. a compliment. It's the best compliment you can give, I think. I think so, too. Um, it's perfect. I think the whole every song on the album was in my top 100 yeah, Spotify this year. It was in mine as well. I really love it. Um, even the songs like the sorcery was there for me as well. Like tall guys. Oh, I, I think at first I was I like, love it. I know I was like, Meh, and then I was like, I love it. Why do I love it? There's no reason for me to love it, but it's I good. do. It's cheeky. She writes a really good cheeky song. She's good at a cheeky song. She has that thing that like Casey Musgraves mm-hmm. does too, where yeah. it's like super smart um, yeah. because it's cheeky. Yes. Um, but yeah, those are two country wrecks for you, but those were absolutely top re- on repeat albums for me this year alongside Muna Renaissance obviously mm-hmm. it was a good year for music it was actually. a really good year for music I like I liked a lot of stuff that came out and I think that there's next year is going to be good too because a lot of the I people who were touring like I think the reason we went to so many concerts is like a lot of our faves were touring early in the year especially which means to me probably that we're looking at albums next year next year this year or next year i really hope also this is an album came out at the end of this year so good. and it's really good i think that if it had come out a little earlier and we ha- i had more time with it it would be in the top for me i think so too what's it's, your favorite song right now i love the one with phoebe bridgers but it's so um good. i love um god what is it called uh i'm blanking but i've been listening to it on repeat in my house the past couple of days her first album is one of my favorite albums of all time yeah i think she's a genius i think many people agree with you her voice is cool really cool i love her um okay amazing lots of good music but let's let's go down a little further what is your favorite song of the year i regret to say it but i have to be honest here on this podcast it is a song by margaret rogers um i can't who i have said before like hate to hate to you know i hate to be a hater but i just don't vibe with her affect Mm -hmm. but the album 
had some hits. Definitely. And the number one hit for me of the entire year was the song Anywhere With You by Maggie Rogers. I got to listen to it after this. It's just like, to me, it's a perfect love song. Mm -hmm. And it is a song that like hannah and i love together that's nice which makes it special she hannah loved this album she played it a lot so i heard a lot of the album but i think anywhere with you is a masterpiece it's perfect and i wish (laughs) i'm like i hate to say i wish it wasn't by maggie rogers but (laughs) i do wish it wasn't by maggie rogers but i'm like okay girl like i'm happy i'm keep making the hits keep doing your thing i guess it's working it's working um, I'm going to listen to it after this. I hope she plays it for you both on Valentine's Day. She will be playing it. I think it's the one that like all of the like pitchfork, whatever people Are said. Like, this it was like, the this one. is the song on the album. I like can't really like think of it as I'm thinking about. We like I'm li- reading the lyrics and I'm like, mm, let's listen know. to it after the we're done recording. Begging for Rain is the one that like really sticks out to me. Oh yeah, it is a nice one. There are um, some good ones. I've listened to it like two times though. She knows how to write a song. I do not like girl. Maggie Rogers. Um, but I do like her music is good. Yeah. Big it's time. complicated. Yep. I'm actually going to be really curious about that concert because we saw her live and it was horrible. It was the beginning of the end for my love of Maggie Rogers. Like she sounded really bad. And then just like the way that she presented herself felt so like not authentic to who she actually like. It felt like she was just putting on a, a costume and a show. Which like can work in a certain way i mean part of the problem for me was that like the demographic of the concert was not i just like didn't have a nice it would the vibes the were vibes bad, were bad yeah. which is not necessarily her fault but it's also not necessarily not her fault totally <laughs> but anyway i don't know we'll see what was your favorite song of the year um home by now by muna so good. it's my favorite one i mean i really like the whole album like kind of girl is also so mm-hmm. up there for me but home by now, I don't know. It just like resonated with me where I was at this year. And I feel like I go back to it all the time. And I really love it. So good. I will say an honorable mention for me is You and Me on the Rock by Brandy Carlile. That album did come out this year. Yeah, that's one of the best songs of the year for sure for me. It's in my top five. I love it so much. It To me, I guess it kind of is the like Maggie Rogers love song of my home. Yeah. And I think it's really nice. It's like simple, but sweet and perfect and it's like Joni Mitchell inspired so give it a listen if you haven't yeah this Um, is the this is the um love song of the year for lesbians everywhere we also love to listen to it it's really nice it's just like Um, a really wholesome sim it's about like a love song not only to like a partnership but also to like a simple life which so what we were talking about we love yes ma'am so I would say those are my songs of the year but home by now is definitely number one love um, switching gears into a little bit of dining. Dining. We love to talk about the food of it all. We love to talk about the food of it all. Let's start big. What was your best meal of the year? <laughs> so we were talking really a lot about this because the I think that this is the hardest category every year Definitely. for me. Like best of the year food is a challenge mostly just because, you know, you eat. I eat four times a day. So like <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> of least. food. Um, but we were having a hard time because I think we both were like, uh, coming away, not with a lot of like standout standouts for the year. Not a great year for food. Not a great year for dining for me. But there is, and I think that we were both saying like, I, I did not eat out very much this year. No. Um, which I'm totally happy about. I had a nice time, but I think that, so my meal is a little bit of a cop out. Um, but 
when I was in India, I ate a lot of good stuff. But I had like my perfect meal situation. One day I like was up really early um, because I was jet lagged and I was walking around the like hotel. So the hotel we stayed at was like a was a palace. So I was walking around the (laughs) the grounds of the palace. Of course. Uh huh. And I ran into these two people that I had met from the wedding the night before. And they were like, oh, we're going to go out into the city and like eat just like bop around and like eat some street food do you want to come i was like hell yeah so we like just like strolled around stopped like eight times had like three chais had like these delicious parathas had like a little like doll like stopped at this like we just and we stopped like everywhere that smelled good basically and just like grazed a little bit had a little snack and then like moved on which is my favorite way to eat because also like really the right way to do it i feel like when you're in a place that's for sure when you're traveling i think it's so fun to like even like i think about this like perfect night that i had um on a trip to miami with two of my friends from grad school where like we just like went to five different restaurants like sat at the bar had an appetizer and had a drink and then like moved on so fun and it's just like a really nice way to spend time and to like get a sense of the place that you're in um and street food bangs like in, in asia it's just beyond so that was really that was a standout that's nice yeah it was fun that's a really good one what about you um mine is from the summer i spent um three weeks on cave cod this year so fun which was really nice it was like actually very um i think it helped me be more of the person that i want to be which mm-hmm. is like simple like a little more like like I guess more comfortable with like a slower pace mm-hmm. is the best way to say it. Um, but my best meal was this place that Grossi Pelosi posted about on Instagram. He posted a soft serve cone mm. and he went like, I don't know, like I want to say like in the spring uh-huh. and I screenshotted it and I was like, I want to go. Erica grew up like going to Cape Cod every summer. So she's like spent a lot of her life there. And I was like, Oh my God, I found the best place for a soft serve and she laughed in my face because she was like that's not an ice cream place that's a fish shack <laughs> <laughs> and I was like amazing I want to go there um because yes, I'm stubborn dreamy. but also I was like I you haven't said anything to deter me right like what's wrong with that yeah I was like perfect it's called a cream and cone um and that's cream and cone with a k both with a k perfect and it was phenomenal it's like definitely from years past and I got the fish nuggets, which are a revelation mm. with fries and onion strings. And it's like the really thin onion, onion strings. strings. They have like unlimited sauces. So Yum. I was doing like tartar and barbecue and ketchup and then ended all of that with the perfect swirl soft serve with rainbow sprinkles. Oh. And it just like it really, really hits in a way that is like hard to capture. I think mm-hmm. sometimes where it's like nostalgic, but it's like really, really delicious and it's like comforting and it's something that you like can't eat all the time. Like it's yep. such a like moment in time thing. Um, so it was perfect. That was my best meal. Of wow. The year. Is there anything better than a swirl ice cream cone with rainbow sprinkles? There isn't. There Period. actually isn't. No, there's nothing. Especially in the summer. No. It's the best. But it's a year-round treat. It's, yeah, there's, it knows no seasons. So good. Okay, the next category is breakfast. Mm-hmm. 
I talked about this for probably too long already once on this podcast, <laughs> but my best breakfast was the Pondon Donut from Gwenny's in Rockville. I've got to have it. You've got to have it. You probably are going to hate it. I don't think I like but maybe not all that much. It's kind of starchy. It's but just I it's, like I, a cream-filled donut. It's just not me, but it's not me. this donut is living rent-free in my mind. Okay, I love um, my best breakfast of the year was also from Cape Cod. It's mm-hmm. this place called Hangar B. It's in Chatham and um, it's like at the airport. So you sit in this little cafe Fun. overlooking all of the little small planes and the food is phenomenal. They make everything from scratch. It looks so good. That picture you it's have crazy. is gorgeous. And I got Eggs Benedict um, with roasted tomatoes. No yes. meat. I love a roasted tomato with breakfast Delish. at any time. And then they have these like big craggly fried potatoes with like a chipotle mayo. So good. Like Dreamy. it's just the perfect breakfast. Great setting. They do like a homemade donut there as well. Like a sour mm. cream donut. It's so good. A sour cream donut is the best. So good. Old it's, fashioned it's like donuts. really the right texture. Yeah. I mean, it's cake, which we love. We love. Um, so yeah, that's my best breakfast of the year. Amazing. For lunch, we're both feeling a seafood lunch. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I actually think that maybe I said this was my best meal of 2021 also on the podcast. Wow. Um, And it is a meal that I love to eat. I will eat it every year at a place called Cantler's in Annapolis, Maryland. And it's Maryland crabs. Um, There's just something like about butcher it. Butcher paper vibes. Dump the crabs on the table. Old Bay. Some shrimp. Some sides. Corn cold beer so it's fun. on the water it's just like i love it's perfect it's i want to go this vibe. year yeah we should really go it's so fun and then you have to go after there's like a soft serve a permanent <gasps> soft serve ice cream truck that we go get ice cream at okay i'm waiting <laughs> she for said, my i'm invite. fucking in yeah <laughs> um that sounds really good i love to do that erica doesn't eat crabs so it kind of limits it's a shame me but please take me with yeah you. we'll go as soon as like the first crab season warm day we're literally gone. like may let's do i'll it. be there i can't wait um my favorite is also something i've discussed here before it's the torch salmon belly sushi at son of a fish at union market it is so, so good crazy. honestly like it's near the top of my list for i probably would have said it if you weren't gonna say it it's i need to so eat it good. again i only had it one time with you oh my god i get it fairly regularly and it's always good it just tastes like butter it's so, so fatty good. it's just like perfect it's Delish. the best sushi i've had um in dc for sure really really fucking good highly highly recommend dinner you what go do you first say? okay <laughs> um my favorite dinner is from eva in philadelphia mm-hmm. this was a really great restaurant just like overall i would say everything that we had was really really great um but the tomato pie was really a standout i think tomato pie I mean, tomato pie is like a Philly thing. So Mm -hmm. I think that they probably have a little bit of a insider knowledge Mm -hmm. that other parts of the country don't. But I don't know. It's just like the right ratio of tomato to crust. The crust was the right texture. Mm. The olive oil on top was like really flavorful. It had the right amount of salt. It had the crispy garlic. It was just phenomenal. And we got like three different kinds of pizza and the tomato pie was far and away the best one. Um, It was really, really good. Is this the same place that we ate before the Brandy concert? No. Different tomato yeah, pie. Yeah, different tomato pie. Even better than that tomato pie? Yeah, that one was like more of a focaccia style. Mm-hmm. The place that she's talking about is Pizzeria Badia. Mm. Um, 
That was so good. Really good. So, so, so good. But this was actually like pizza. pizza. Yeah, Mm. like kind of thin. Okay, I want it. I would love to go there with you. It's like really great. Like just really local, um, seasonal. Yum. Like apps and then great pizza. It was really, really good. Love, love, love. Yvonne Philly, check it out. Love it. Um, My favorite dinner was my birthday dinner um, that I went to with Hannah at Moon Rabbit, which is at the wharf Mm -hmm. um kevin tian really good just like everything was tasty the thing that i can't stop thinking about that was like one of my best bites of the year is this like sugar cane skewered shrimp oh fun it like my mouth fills with (laughs) saliva it was just like so like the shrimpiest shrimp like Uh shrimp in its highest form yes and it was just like juicy and tender we were like we, we couldn't stop like going mm, and like looking at each other and apparently it's not on the menu right now so I'm worried but it was good they also had um these like crawfish noodles which I think are like an always on the menu uh-huh. thing it's a Vietnamese like fancy Vietnamese restaurant mm-hmm. and they have really fun cocktails and it was just like a really I felt like it was one of those like dining experiences that was fun pretty much That's all around so nice. and the food was good really good honestly I wish it wasn't so rare but I know, but it really is. I feel like dining out is just like it's a little different now. Yeah. And you know what? That's and okay. It's so fucking expensive. It's so expensive. And I feel like every day I see all these restaurants being like, We're raising our prices and it's like, I get it, but also health. It's like even places that shouldn't be expensive are really fucking expensive. Like we went on a lark. I think I talked about it I don't know if this it was the podcast. I think I was just telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, to this place called BKK, which is yeah, like a Thai you food place that's like just all in our neighborhood. We've always been wanting to try whatever. We went. It was totally medium, like fine. We had one thing that was like lethally spicy that like shouldn't have been that spicy. And it was like not prepared very well. And it was just like it was a fine meal. Yeah. But it was $100. Too and it's much. like a walk-in like casual Thai food place. And I'm like, I should not be paying that much. Like the same price here as I'm paying like yesterday we went to La Dip, which is like a pretty like pricey famous famously a little bit pricey for what it is but like really good food and like great fun mainstay dc establishment and it like was the same cost yeah i was like that's not right you're like this was a totally different experience correct like i just it makes me crazy like you can't there's nowhere to go eat for cheap no anywhere like it's always unless you're like doing it doing (laughs) it no matter what you get which i'm like okay yeah, that seems wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, well, to close out our eating out to eat, perhaps, mm-hmm. maybe you made it yourself. What was your best dessert of the year? Um, my best dessert, I've had a creme brulee three times in the past like week. Did not, you have maybe one not last week, night? Like month. Yeah, I had one last night. Was it good? Amazing. I love creme brulee. Creme brulee is so good. I like sleep on it for sure. And I think probably it's just because I don't really like eat that much French food. But I know. It's so rich. We went to... <laughs> convivial for christmas eve with hannah's family which i had never been there convivial is good it was quite good that's the one in vienna right no no no, the one in shaw the one in shaw Mm -hmm. it was very good um and the creme brulee was transcendent it was like beyond good was it regular like like vanilla bean vanilla bean classic creme brulee i'm listening it was just like so perfect like it was a perfect perfectly bruleed cold creamy lots of vanilla bean like dream creme brulee like 
so good. Pretty much one of the best things you can eat. It's so good. And it honestly is pretty easy to make. I got to make it. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We should make it together. It's easy. Fun. I want to go to La Dip. Well, we had that. So we had a really good dinner yesterday. What did you get? We had the gougere, which are like the little Mm -hmm. cheesy puffs. Um, The green salad, which was just like so good. Mule frites. And a pot de creme and a creme brulee. Perfect. And a glass of cold white wine. I was like, this is the best dinner ever. Really nice. Mm -hmm. It was great. We should go. I would go eat dessert. I want to go eat dessert there. Let's do it. Should we go tonight? (laughs) I'm like, let's go right now. Bye. See ya. Um, That sounds perfect. Okay. I'm literally like booking a table. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. My best dessert dessert of the year. I really didn't have many notable desserts, Mm -hmm. which like, I hate to say it. You know, be honest. But something sweet that was the best thing that I ate this year, dessert sweet wise, a thousand percent was the apricot jam from Machine Shop in Philly. Wow. Oh, my God. Machine Shop is this amazing bakery mm-hmm. and it's it was like on all the lists this year like you know food and wine best restaurant Fun. ba whatever they do great work there for sure like they do a lot of um like croissant type mm-hmm. pastry um but the sleeper hit was the apricot jam like I, first of all apricots are my favorite fruit i think i'm ready to publicly say that wow come out and declare it's it. fleeting it's so hard to get a great apricot but like when you get one it is a religious experience and this jam kind of captured the best of the apricot. Mm. And it was like the apricots, I think, were cut in half mm-hmm. and then like jammed down. Mm-hmm. And so it was like huge chunks Ooh, of apricot and there yum. was like vanilla bean in there. It was just perfect. Like I really savored the shit out of it. And, you know, something is good when I reach out to the yeah. establishment <laughs> and I say, hey, how do I get my hands on more of this? Yep. Um, I emailed them. So Did they respond? They did. And I will be notified when the apricot jam is back Perfect. because I'm going to buy a, like a case. It was so good. Wow. I, lo- I can't wait to try it. That was probably one of the best things I ate this year. That jam. Oof. You heard it here. I can't wait. Um, are you ready to transition out of food? I'm ready. Okay. Next up. What was your best purchase of the year? <laughs> this was hard because I didn't want to pick a boring one. Okay. And I had some boring options like mm-hmm. Sonos speaker, Dyson vacuum, like lame. Yeah. The most joy was brought to me this year by my purchase of two very neon colored beanies. So good. I have a neon orange beanie and a neon yellow beanie from Carhartt. And they're just like, I think that this is my year of discovering neon. I'm wearing a uh-huh. neon shirt right now. Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of love and it's just like so fun to wear a crazy color it adds a lot of life je ne sais quoi. it adds a certain je ne sais quoi. it really does add a lot of life so i think that if you especially for like when it's cold and you're sad it's nice to be able to put on something that's like a little beacon of a winter happiness. neon a if winter you will neon. i said this is the year of neon is neutral oh i love we love so that's, do you have any clothing um resolutions yeah I'm, I'm like no I'm trying not to make a like hard hard resolution but I think I want to go back to my 2020 resolution of not buying any new clothes love like any secondhand only I'm gonna be a Poshmark girly I think that's a good one with the exception of I really need a new pair of um black boots 
if anyone has any fucking suggestions let me know i've ordered and returned like six pairs of boots at least six that's the worst when you're like really on the hunt and it's just really not, not working. working yep i love that for you well, and i love your neon beanies thank you i should get one they're fun and cheap i know i was like best 14.99 i spent <laughs> um what was your best purchase I've talked about this on the pod, but my best purchase was CDs. Yes. I purchased many CDs this year, and it's one of those things that just, like, really does spark a lot of joy for me, and I feel like it's taken me back to the experience of listening to an album top to bottom, and it's made me appreciate the music, I think, more than when I have streamed and just kind of mm. listened at random or yeah. whatever. Um, and it's like a fun experience for me and my friends in the car or like me and Erica. I don't know. I love it. And I feel like I've just like listened to more music this year because of my CDs. I love it. I love the CD. It's old school, but you know what? Who cares? We're going analog, baby. Um, next, we're going to talk about our favorite discovery of the year. And this is a little um, on the nose, perhaps. But <laughs> I think my best discovery this year was spare time. Like... I have been a busy bee for so long and this year I was just like I don't have any plans and I don't want any plans like yes. I want to sit in this moment and just be and like do mm. whatever it is that I want to do and that has been really really great yes it's so I feel so happy for you thank you I feel like it's been you've had like a huge I feel like since we've been friends we've been circling like together have been like circling the same questions yeah. um and I feel like you really like answered a lot of those questions for yourself this year I feel like I did too thank you it's felt really good and I feel like I kind of what you were saying too it's like going into this next year I'm like I don't really feel like I need to be brand new I feel like I just need to like go further down the path mm -hmm. that I have started to venture down totally so yeah spare time I love it we love Keep it, it um, my f favorite discovery is because of you and Erica, um, rock climbing. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's one of my favorites too. And I've really, I've been probably like five times this year. So not but that's that like many, great. but like I'd never been before. I think it's really fun. It's one of those things we've talked about this on the podcast before that it's like rare as an adult to find to do something that you're like, oh, I am improving at this. Like mm -hmm. you're learning something and you can feel yourself getting better at it. Um, and it's fun. Like, I just so think fun. I love, I feel like there's not a lot of like, there's in built into adult life is not like a prioritization for like wholesome fun in like mm -hmm. a childlike way. And I think that finding that is really joyful and important and rock climbing is that way. So I'm excited to do it more. Me too. Yay. We're going to go together a bunch. Yes, we are. Um, what was your best trip of the year? My best trip was to Puerto Rico. I did mm. two really good trips this year. So nice. I talked about India. It was amazing. But Puerto Rico was like my first like vacation do nothing. So nice. Vibe as an adult. And with Hannah also. And we really, we went like for a week before a wedding that we went to in Puerto Rico. Shout out to Chelsea and Rick, listeners of the pod. And we just like sat. We went to Vieques, which is an island sort of like a smaller island off the coast of Puerto Rico one of two the other one is called Culebra which is also supposed to be gorgeous and it's very remote mm -hmm. like there's not a lot going on there so we really just like sat on this like there's like a million a bunch of beaches that are it's all um like protected 
parklands basically mm-hmm. so it's all undeveloped coastline like there's no resorts Gorgeous. or anything so it's just this like totally undisturbed beach and there are so many different beaches that like there's nobody around so we were like you know every day on a different beach like basically alone so and fun. it was so nice just, and it felt really long like it was very like we had lots of time and we weren't like I feel often on trips that I'm like oh like we have all these things to do I want to see everything like I want to like you know sap this trip for, yeah like everything that I can but like that was really like and a, then you're like wait it's over what did we right and do? I'm tired right mm-hmm. like I think like there's not a lot of relaxation in that which is fine there's a time and a place and this was the place for relaxation it was oh. just like lovely a little spare time in Puerto so Rico so much spare time I read a ton and just like so nice it was, fun. It was so nice what about you? Take me back. And I'm like, actually, I'm going back right now. <laughs> Mine was Cape Cod for the reasons I mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. It was a good trip for me. Um, just personally. Love. And my, you know, myself. Okay. We're going to end on, I think, a fun one. Although we yes. really, like, gravitated towards basically the same thing here. Funny. What is your number one recommendation to the listeners of this, this podcast? I do actually, like, hate to recommend this because <laughs> it is like continuing my like servitude to um daddy jeffrey bezos but my recommendation is for the best social media application out there which is goodreads. i agree it is if you are not using goodreads if you're reading and not using right goodreads, like if you're reading at all like even if you're reading like five books a year even if you like want to browse a bookstore every now and again yeah you have to be on goodreads i think it's I mean, for me, it's important for tracking. Like, I'm mm-hmm. really bad at remembering stuff, so it's a great way to catalog what I'm reading. But I've also found a lot of other people, like my friends who are reading that I didn't know were reading. Yeah. And, like, have been able to engage with those people on books and, like, following, like, for example, like, Roxanne Gay has a good reads and, like, mm-hmm. Lucy Dacus has a good read. So, like, going in and, like, seeing what everybody's reading um, is really fun. I just think Super it's, like, fun. a great way to make reading even more fun than it already is make but. it social yeah love do it sorry I love it too. to support amazon but somebody just needs to come up with something as good and i'll use it but right i know now, there the are best. some like other options but they just don't quite they're not quite doing it yeah i love goodreads as well and my recommendation is for scribed which is an app as well which is kind of funny um but scribed is basically um you pay for it monthly. It's nine ninety nine a month, but then it's like a database of so many books, mm. audio books. Um, there's sheet music if that's what oh, you that's want. That's fun. There's magazines. Like it just kind of has all different types of media. Um, and so I am an audiobook and Kindle reader. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's like I would say ninety percent of the books that I want to read I find unscribed. Wow, and so I don't have awesome. to buy them or pay for them. Um I also use the app Libby, which is wonderful, but many times, especially for books that are like more popular, there's a wait. Whereas with Scribed you just get the book right away. It's pretty nice. Um so that's that's a way that I like I pay basically ten dollars a month to have like unlimited access to ninety percent of the books that I want to read. So nice. That has been a really great um app for me. And if you are uh, audio or virtual reader like me you should check it out love yay okay well um i think that we are ready to close this out um i'm gonna ask you one question and then we're gonna move to some 
in and outs for a cheeky end of the pod. Okay. But the one question that I want to ask just for one more moment of emotional reflection is Mm. what completely ordinary thing are you most grateful for right now in your life? My most ordinary thing that I feel really grateful for that makes me feel very like organized and grounded is my notebook pen combo that I, love I have that. going on right now like I really have like spent my adult life searching for the notebook and <gasps> I've talked about my notebook before yeah. on the podcast um the Luke term 1917 notebook I think this is my like sixth one maybe and it's like it just makes me feel like I've got my life in these little books in and I, I like always have my notebook and I have my like go t- my favorite pen that I'm married to which is um a needle tip pen which is a 0.3 millimeter tip I'm so shocked that you're a blue pen blue pen girl um in high school I read uh or maybe even junior high school I read somewhere that you remember things best with blue pen on yellow paper mm. so in high school and college I took all of my notes like when I was studying Mm -hmm. I like basically like the my mechanism of studying is like rewrite out my notes and so I would do all my studying on like a yellow legal pad with a blue pen oh my gosh Um, and the blue pen is a holdover but I'm if for any lefties out there the pen journey is hard and long because most pens are bad and I love this pen it just makes me feel like it's so simple but I'm like I feel like I have my shit together when I have my that special is so my special notebook and my special pen and I'm like I feel really um it's nice to have like I don't know I don't really have a lot of things that I'm like this is the, the thing, thing that I'm going to use forever and I feel very strongly about these two <gasps> things where do you buy your notebooks I buy my notebooks f- straight from the Luke term website wow because they have lots of seasonal colors you're running but low I'm, I'm running no I'm almost done I have another one that is waiting for me at home but I am a dotted notebook person uh-huh. um I am a meat size medium hardcover notebook person uh-huh here's what I like about this notebook two bookmarks really nice which so I think that what I do always is I have my like wherever I am like next clean page and then also my like most recent to-do list is Mm, bookmarked I love that and I love the pages in these notebooks are numbered and there's a table of contents at the beginning so you can write down like here's where I have like oh this like job interview that I did is on page 105 so I can always like look back and see where it is so you can be kind of more organized about what's in your notebook I have to have one and they also come with spine stickers so when oh. you're done you can write like I write like you know May 5th 2021 through January 3rd 2022 and then I have them all together on a little shelf and so you can see like which notebook has what dates in it and then you can go to the table of contents and find whatever January I've heard enough honestly I am like so beyond sold yeah and I consult this year I became a one notebook girly I used okay. to have a work notebook and a regular notebook mm-hmm. and now I just have everything in one place and it just makes me feel at peace because I'm like as long as I have my notebook I have everything <gasps> I need oh I want that feeling you should you can have it for the price of like you know fifteen dollars Okay, I'm going to get it. I'm on the website now. So as we listen to Maggie Rogers, we'll buy my notebook. <laughs> oh my God, I love this. <laughs> my answer is reading. So, I mean. Right aligned with answer. what we just talked about. But like you guys have been following 
my journey here where like, I mean, Marie's always been a reader, but like I didn't read for like eight years of my life. I feel like even though in my youth, it was such a source of joy. Like Mm. I was such a big reader. Um, And then in 2020, we said, or 2021, we said, we're going to read a hundred books and we fucking did it. We Um, did it. I love it. I love like the community that I've built around reading. I love the experience of, like sourcing my next read or like mm-hmm. being excited about books or learning more about authors and like who's writing what and what's coming out. Like there's, I love that excitement of waiting for a book to come out that you can't wait to read. Yes. I love reading a great book. I feel like it's really like made me think so much more about the world outside of my own experience. Like even just reading fiction and experiencing the character's like thoughts or like what they're going through I'm kind of like oh my god like this is different from my experience and that's good for me to like know that um I have really really loved reading and I I love the time that I spend with myself and a book it's the best it's the best it's so it's changed my life honestly um okay well to close this out for the year you know we wanted to just give you the ins and outs. Yeah, we're going to jump on the jump on the trend that everyone's doing. Although we were playing around with trends being out, here we are. We're, you know, we're human. What can I say? Yeah. So, we hope you enjoy these. We really did think long and hard about them. And we will not be providing any context. And we will not be further commenting. <laughs> okay. First on the list in playing out content. In reading out judging in breakfast salad out food waste definitely in romance out true crime goodbye true crime we'll say it in eric kim love you out anything on a board anything throw your boards away trash them you don't need them anymore (laughs) no in buying bread from bakers out diy bread just just stop don't it's okay you don't have to try in having a guy, out, task rabbit. In eating at the bar, out, takeout. In sunscreen, out, makeup. I feel really strongly about this one. In Dunkin' Donuts slash grocery store donuts, mm-hmm. out, fancy donuts. I've never had a good one. Despite my one good donut yeah, this exactly. year, I will say, Dunkin', I'm in. It's good. In notes and analog, out notes in your notes app delete it from your phone i don't have the notes app do you not i have google keep but i use the notes app every single day so this is something well i'm gonna get the notebook and then then you're you're gonna be good you don't need it i'm so ready i'm an analog girly i have a notebook queen um i just need to stop using my notes app that's all that's all i prefer to write notes in a in a on a paper long hand um in making a playlist for your friends out the spotify algorithm it's not good in taxis mm-hmm. out ubers for sure the bubble has popped um in connecting with your community out being strangers with your neighbors and regulars in diet coke out spindrift that's a personal one for marie i i don't think i've ever um had more than one sip of diet coke i know that i shouldn't and I will. Well, you know what? In, it's okay to be bod. So true. Whatever's, whatever that is for you, it's fine. In, it's okay to be bod. Out, 
feeling bad about being bad. Feeling bad about being bad. Feeling bad about being bad is out. Out. For sure. That's one that just came in off the cuff. That's absolutely <laughs> true. Um, in store bought is fine. It's really fine. It's and so out fine. unnecessary complexities. Yeah, I don't need to be fussy with my food. Yeah, being fussy, out. And this last one is a little bit of a um, you know, pulling the plug on ourselves, but in <laughs> phone calls, out podcasts. Ah! Don't stop listening to us though. We both <laughs> said it and then we were like, we can't possibly, but we were like, we were both thinking it. We have to be honest. We have to be totally honest. They're <laughs> out podcasts except for spare time, the podcast. Except for spare time. It's monthly, like it's not that it's big. It's barely a even a podcast. It's a hang. Well, guys, what a year. What a fucking year. How do you hope to be spending your spare time in 2023? Wow. I hope to be spending my spare time in 2023. I'm really recommitting to being in better touch with my friends who don't live here. Mm -hmm. Like, I really want to be better about phone calls and letters. I used to be really good at it. And I think that I sort of fell off the, the bandwagon. Um, and I really want to be, I've, I think we were talking about this offline, but, and Hannah and I were talking about this, that like, it was a real like year of turning inward. Yeah. And I think that like, I want to use, like, because I did that for a year now I feel really ready and excited to like turn outward and keep building community, um, in DC mm-hmm. and like. I feel really happy about my house as like a place to gather with friends and just like making new friends and expanding community and obviously fostering and nurturing the beloved friendships that I have here. And one of the most important ones is you. Ah, Same. Yeah. I would echo all of that. Yeah. What's your spare time goal? I think same as you just like really continuing to build roots here Mm -hmm. beyond like the ones that I have today and um I think also just like spending more time with myself like I started um I well I used to try to sometimes do yoga like in the morning and I just could never get through it and then I tried to do it after work like before starting my life and I loved it and so Mm -hmm. I was like I think just like trying to find more of that like those pockets of like right thing right time of things that I enjoy or like want to do with myself um yeah and then i i really want to knit a sweater you're gonna do it i have to start it i don't you've said it you declared it you're gonna do it if anybody listening knows how to knit give me a call okay well i was this is totally sidebar but not really i have somehow found my way onto like mending instagram get me um and i really want to be and Hannah and I have been talking about this a lot, which is how I found my way there because the my phone was listening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's the whole like visible mending movement, which is to like basically like, if something has a hole, like you don't have to make it seem like it never had a hole. Like you can put a cute, make it cute mm-hmm. repair like that like you can see. Um, and so I've been looking for like some kind of community class like I'm sure mm-hmm. there's like some like I f- don't you feel like it should be at the library or something like a sewing class that's free I feel like there's there has to be, be a knitting one too there's gotta be I'm like where is it I where are they super hard it's gonna we're gonna find it we're gonna find it I'd love to do that I want to get into pottery as well I do too I love I'm I've had you know I've talked about my friends who are in pottery world on here before and it's like I just like want to only have handmade plates like I feel like that would be so nice yeah so you getting into pottery would be great for me. I would Let's like to do it too. Let's spend our spare time so together fun. making pottery. Oh, that, wouldn't that, doesn't that sound so zen? 
beyond let's yeah i'm game i think i really want to circle back to what you said about like putting roots down because i think like for both of us when we started this project we were both like yeah we're in dc we love to be in dc but like neither of us were really planning to be here long term and now obviously we're still here four years later and i think that we are both like not leaving in the foreseeable future yeah and it feels really good and different to be like thinking about building a life that is not necessarily going to be per- be temporary. Like, yeah, I feel like uh, I feel very like responsible and like excited about like the permanence of the community that we're building and that like we are working on like as friends and like with our families and our partners. Like, I think that that is really fun and I think it is giving me like a sense of I don't know what the right word is like I think like I I mean I just feel like there's a stasis a good stasis that I'm like oh this is a fixed point and it's kind of like the first one ever in both of our lives it's kind of the first one ever like since since childhood childhood. yeah Yeah. and it's cool and I feel excited that we're like kind of journeying in that like change of framing together Totally. I mean, I feel like I've said this to you before, but maybe not as directly. And I'll say it publicly on this podcast. Wow. (laughs) But we were like going to leave for so long. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of looked at our life and we were like, well, we couldn't possibly leave. Mm -hmm. And you are the very top of the list. Make me cry on this podcast. Uh, um, But yeah, I think like what we have here is so important to me. Like you are my family and... I just couldn't. I can't leave you. No, I can't leave you either. Ah! Wow. I love you. Am I going to cry on this podcast? I know. I feel a little bit like, oh, (laughs) I'm vulnerable. (laughs) Well, that feels like a good note to leave it. I'm like, anyway, (laughs) our hearts are open for 2023 and we're going to be in it together. Yeah. Looking forward to spending spare time in 2023 with you, Elisa, and with you, whoever you are listening. That's fucking right. Yeah, I think we did it. <laughs> yeah.